decided to bring in my friend Pat Prue from the Prue Law Group at 720 Main Street, Willimantic. Uh, we uh, started a discussion two weeks ago today, and we got halfway through it. So today, Pat, it's part two of... Conservatorships, listeners, what you need to know about them and how they are different than powers of attorney. We're trying to cover some topics in depth. Sometimes we have our, our show, Wayne and I get on for a half hour and we talk about other things, so we only spend about 20 minutes talking about the topic. And the conservatorship... Sometimes pop- not even law topics. Sometimes <laughs> not even law topics. Like so- I'm, We started last week, uh, two weeks ago, about talking what a conservatorship is. If you recall, it's a legal process that's required if someone were to be unable <coughs> excuse me, to take care of their own affairs whether they're personal day-to-day living affairs or day-to-day medical affairs. So when it gets a dramatic situation, someone can't take care of themselves, the court will step in, the family will appoint a conservator, that person will take over the responsibilities of their ward and manage everything for them. And we started talking about that in detail. We're going to finish it up today, and we're going to talk about the difference between a conservatorship and a power of attorney. People get confused about that, which actually led us to this topic. So well, let's cut to the chase. How yeah. long till I need one? Probably about three hours. You, you don't need one yet, big guy, but you will someday, maybe. So, conservatorship is when you can't handle your affairs. Wayne's still capable right now. As you can tell, he did a great show so far today. So uh, far, then you showed up. That's exactly what I was going into. <laughs> Somehow, when he and I get together, things go downhill. Deteriorate. Really badly. This doesn't happen when the girls come down. No. You get here, and so, so all, all, all bets are off. Yeah, because you and I have fun. <laughs> they're, they're all business. So We sit here and steal each other's signs. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to even go there. We'll do that in a couple of weeks when baseball starts, which is about, if my wife could tell you, probably about 51 days. She has it to the day. Opening day, not, yeah. not first day of spring training. No, but yeah. Pitchers so, and catchers. And, yep. So, yeah. conservation folks can go, one of the questions is, once you start it, how long can it last? It'll last as long as the person needs it. Unfortunately, with most conservatorship situations, uh, they go from when they started until the person passes away. But theoretically, if Wayne needed a conservatorship today because he went to Houston and the change in the weather hit him and he wasn't able to handle his affairs, uh, maybe you know in three weeks things improve, he doesn't need a conservatorship anymore, the court can terminate the conservatorship. So even though you create one, it's not permanent. And can it be changed? Yes. Can you reappoint a different conservator? Yes. Can you change the duties of the conservator? Yes. It can all be amended, and uh, it's flexible. So it's, it's helpful to have out. Okay. How do I create it? I'm ready. You, do, you don't create it, fella. If you can create one, in most cases you don't need one. Conservatorships, they can be voluntary, so you theoretically could create one. Most cases, it's a situation where it's an older person, they've got Alzheimer's or they're suffering from just other problems, and uh, they can't make good decisions. So usually it's the family that steps in and says, Mom or Dad need a conservator, and we file an application with the probate court. There's a hearing involved. The judge determines whether or not you do, in fact, need some assistance. If you do, they'll appoint a conservator. And again, we talked about two weeks ago, two kinds of conservators, person and estate. Person handles, just like it says, your day-to-day personal affairs, uh, more financial than anything else, and conservative, uh, uh, medical rather, and conservative estate is your day-to-day personal affairs, financially related. So, you know, depending on your needs, usually it's the same person doing both jobs, but I'm involved in a conservatorship now where family members are doing the day-to-day medical stuff, 
and I'm handling the financial stuff because of my background. All right, so if I need a conservator, and let's just say that I pick you to be my conservator, <coughs> and among other things, you are doing my financial things, writing checks and yep. paying bills, things like that. Can I still write checks and pay bills when you're doing all that? Great question. And that, folks, is the difference between a conservatorship. He's a perfect segue. He's done this before. Into a power of attorney. If I become Wayne's conservator, he loses all his authority to make decisions personal or medical. So people view that as the extreme, the last step if we have to take somebody's rights away. So if I'm Wayne's conservator, he can't do any of those things. He can't enter into a contract that's valid. All right, so I can stop anything he's done. He can't make medical decisions. The doctor's got to come to the conservator and say, do we need to do the hip surgery needs or whatever the case may be. Does the bank know this? How do they know if they see my name on my check that I'm not supposed to be doing that? It's up to the conservator to notify the appropriate people. So, yeah, it's not uncommon for... Uh, you, for example, I'm your conservator and you're still using your credit cards. I've got to contact those credit card people and say that Wayne's no longer capable of using his card. Cancel it and switch it over to me. And uh, we'll take care of that. So if I don't do that as conservator, i got some exposure. All right, I'm just got appointed by uh, the court as conservator a couple of days ago. And I did it because the person's doing some bad things financially with credit cards and money, spending more money at the casino than they should be. So I'm stepping in and putting a stop to all of that. Theoretically, if I went to the casino and I blew a lot of money and I had a conservator appointed, I as conservator might be able to go to the casino and say, I want my money back. So if I have a checking account yep. that I've been using for all the years of my life and then I'm to the point where I need a conservator, does that checking account, well, do the checks get changed where no longer is my name in there on the upper left-hand corner and you get a yep. new set of checks with the conservator's name on them because they're the ones that are signing all the checks. And that's what they should be doing. Not everyone does. Most people will bring their paperwork to the bank and say, please acknowledge that dad's not going to be signing the checks anymore. I will. As a, a practical purpose, it's better to take control, take the credit cards from dad, cut them up, Take the checks, etc., as you just mentioned, take those away, void them, and get a new account opened up. Because the conservator is liable for anything that happens from that day forward if they know about it. If they don't know about it, they can void things. But if I know you're writing bad checks and I don't stop you, I've got a problem. Okay, so there's the financial question. Yep. How do conservators manage medical issues? The conservator is going to tell your care providers that I am now your conservator of your uh, medical issues, and any decisions got to be made, you've got to come to me. Not uncommon. If you went through a, a local nursing home, for example, you're going to see many of the people there have conservators appointed. The file is going to indicate that Joe Jones is the conservator for Mickey Smith, all right, uh, or Jose Altuve because he's going to need a conservator when he gets caught with all the che cheating stuff. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Wayne rolls his eyes when I start getting into that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> I would never have brought that. <clears throat> no, no. I just played Steal Away by Robbie Dupree and made a reference to the Astros, by the way. <laughs> said, sign Steal Away. So I would never do something like that's that. That's tough on your career to have that totally forever. Uh, it's way below my level. And to get caught. <laughs> that's a really bad thing. So... I've got to notify the world that I'm your conservator, and then I'll be making decisions then after. My job as conservator is to do what's best for you, not necessarily what you would do, but what I think is best for you. So if I have to go to see the doctor, yep. does that mean the conservator comes along with me? Absolutely. 
the doc, you can go see the doctor, but you can't answer any questions for the doctor. He can't. He's going to ask you stuff about your physical health, but he's got to talk to the consulate about what procedures he does as a result of getting that information. So if he thinks you need some kind of medication, it's the consulate who's got to prove you're taking the medication, all right, or a surgery or anything of that nature. Does the conservator also in charge of doling out that medication and being sure that the person is taking the pills? Yes, he is, or she is. I'm you. I've got to make sure you take care of it. So that's we have the little bins with the morning and afternoon pills and stuff that I've gotten sometimes mix up. I take my morning at night. Do you, my you night. need a conservator? I possibly. A lot of people think I do. Wayne. Maybe I can be your conservator. And I'll be yours. Be good. Two could, old geezers. You ever have one of those? Or have a, no, you no, you couldn't. You couldn't. It's <laughs> nice on paper. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah, work in real life, could. would it? If I'm not capable, I need a consultator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah two people going down the tubes in a hurry. <laughs> Having a Costello. Here we go. Are there other personal issues that a conservator handles? If I were going to have your house sold, the conservator, I'd handle that sale, your banking, things like that we talked about. I, for example, have an older gentleman who uh, wants to get married. And uh, he has more bad days than good days. His girlfriend has all bad days, no good days. And the two of them decide they want to get married. I've got to step in and stop that. All right, that's just not a good idea for a lot of reasons, financial if anything else. Uh, if he got married to this woman, he'd be liable for all the medical bills. He's got a substantial estate, could lose it all. Uh, he'd be liable for a lot of things. So consummators come up with a lot of different things they've got to deal with. They're basically you. Not so, me per se, person. but you mean That's the right. person they're That's right. conservating for. Correct. Yeah. They become the, the ward. Uh, and the person so, they're conservating for, sadly, eventually dies. Then what happens to the conservatorship? The conservatorship ends on death, but the conservator has to file a final report with the court indicating what actions they did at the end. So the conservator is the person and in, in, in the medical, if I'm doing your medical things, I've got to keep the court involved, where you're living, the kind of treatment you're getting. If I'm conservator for your finances, I got to give the court an inventory of what assets I started with, how I managed them while you were alive. So when you pass away, I've got to report to the court at his death or her death, this is what they had for assets. Those now pass into your estate and under your will, which some of us have and not everybody, uh, under your will, your assets will pass uh, to your family wherever you left them. You as a conservator occasionally could do a will, but it's a very tricky thing to do, which is, might be a question. And I hear you say report to the court. It's my experience, and maybe yours too, that going to court can be a time-consuming <laughs> proposition. How time-consuming is a visit to the court if you're a conservator? Depends on the circumstances. Usually it's going to take very brief because it's usually conservatorships are really not controversial unless the conservator's got some kind of weird off-the-wall problem or they've done something that they shouldn't be doing. So it's it, you're talking an hour or less. Uh, it's a friendly type of thing. It's not controversial unless family members are fighting, saying that uh, I got appointed a conservator and I like how I managed dad's money while I was conservator. And so that would be the exception. It's it's really not a stressful thing. The time the conservator puts in depends on the needs of his ward, but in terms of the paperwork with the court, it's pretty straightforward. Annual inventories, final accounting, then the estate takes over. 
Pat, it's possible that in these two shows we're doing, two weeks ago today and today, that I did not ask every question about <laughs> conservatorship. If someone listening has a question, by the way, you got another 10 minutes to email me at Wayne at WILI.com, but is there another way they can get an answer to these questions about conservatorships? Well, a couple of things. We started to show up by saying if they want to go on, they can go to our Facebook page. Uh, they can go on our website. Uh, we have a, a new thing that we're coming up with called Legalese, which is going to be a uh, series of questions and uh, That's what videos. we call this show, by the way. I believe that, that title's already been taken. It's been taken by yeah. the same firm that's going to use it. So Legalese is kind of like an all-in-all <laughs> catch-all if you're going to contact the Prue Law Group in a variety of sources. The radio shows with Wayne, which we love, our Facebook, uh, some newsletters and things like going on, on like that. We're a very easy firm to get in touch with. Uh, you go on the website, you'll find us, and we're all over the place. Send us a question, we'll answer it. Just do a Facebook post and say, hey, what about this? And yep. then you and we'll get back a response, there. absolutely. There's occasions where someone will do that. We had two over the weekend. People follow up with uh, phone calls to the office and say, I've got a question or an email to the office, and we'll get back to them. And it's not just questions on conservatorships. It's anything to do any with the Any area law. of the law. Yes. There's some areas we don't cover, and we'll tell you that. Some areas people ask for referrals. We may do that. But virtually any area you hit us with, we'll do. We've grown to that degree. And that Facebook page is... Don't ask me, fella. I know Wayne does answer. Should, I'm guessing the answer. See, I thought you'd know that. Hi, guys. The, the answer know, is Prue Law Group. Is that what it is? I bet it is. I bet it is, too. And my marketing oh. lady upstairs is rolling on the floor and I'm going, boss. <laughs> she does that, right? She does. That's does, your job. Does she answer the questions, too? <clears throat> no, I answer the questions. <laughs> or in our office, the attorney that specializes will answer the questions. The Prue Law Group is on Facebook. You can just put in, as I said, Prue Law Group, but it's the Prue Law Group P period C period. What does that stand for? Professional Corporation. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Also on there, you notice that I want to compliment my buddy here that he got named National Sports. That's a great honor for well, sportscasters. Connecticut sportscasters, yeah. not national. That's national, baby. That's Everybody in the world knows you. That's it. And They're very proud of knowing you. got a bottle of wine from the Villanova coach. You earned every second of that. You do a great job. Red wine. Heart healthy. What do you, <laughs> yeah, what do you, what do you know like about it. that, Prue? I know a lot more than I should be knowing about that, buddy. You <laughs> yeah. and I together. Yeah, but he's back and he's kicking. Yeah. All right, as promised, what is the difference between a power of attorney and a conservatorship? And that's really the bottom line question people have asked us for, for lately getting confused, so I wanted to cover those two things. Conservatorship, folks, the court appoints someone and you lose your rights. You can't do anything anymore. The conservator has to do everything. If you designate one of your family members as your power of attorney to do your banking, to make your medical decisions, you still retain the right yourself to continue to make medical decisions and personal things. We mentioned earlier about cutting checks, for example. So if I've got power of attorney for Wayno, he can write checks to pay his, his credit card bills. I can also write checks to pay bills and things for him. We can do it simultaneously. So uh, you have to be careful that the person you appoint as your power of attorney is someone you have faith in because they have access to your accounts. Uh, the difference is, one of the key differences, is that the conservator essentially mentally is in a situation where he or she cannot supervise their affairs so they can be taken advantage of if the court wasn't involved. With the power of attorney, I'm still alert enough that I can check my bank account and see why Wayne is writing checks for the buying a new Bentley or taking a trip to Cancun 
or buying a lot of three-piece suits so he looks like Jay Wright in Villanova. All right. Uh, I can watch him. And if I don't like what he's doing, I can fire him. Uh, with a conservatorship, I don't have the mental capacity to do that or the physical capacity to stop him. So one of the key things is the conservatorship takes away your rights. The power of attorney, you still have all the rights you had going in. And I, I can tell you a story about a gentleman about a month ago. Uh, he was worried about giving his kids power of attorney because he thought he was giving away everything. He couldn't do his banking, et cetera, et cetera, any longer. Uh, we had to explain to him that wasn't the case. Unfortunately, a couple of weeks later, he had a stroke, and now he's going to need a conservatorship. So he's going to where he was worried about. But at the time, he gave the power of attorney to his kids, totally capable of managing. He could do his checking account. He could talk to the doctor and have an intelligent conversation. Now, I've been down this road before with my mama, and I had the legal document, maybe still have it someplace, springing power of attorney. Is that different from the power of attorney you just talked about? Yes, it's a little bit different. And see, I know springing power of attorneys, folks. I'm weak on the Facebook stuff, <laughs> but but I got the springing power of attorney stuff memorized. Springing power of attorney is a power of attorney that kicks in and a certain event happens. So Wayne's mom could have said, I'm appointing my son, but he only has authority to act on my behalf. Should I be deemed no longer capable or should something happen? All right, and it springs into effect. That's where the word came from. All right, uh, in our office, we will have a power of attorney where I name, for example, Wayne is my my primary power of attorney. I'll have a backup person, maybe someone in my office, like Carol Bellman. Didn't she just have a birthday? She just had a birthday, my yeah. yes, my right hand. Yeah, I saw it on Facebook. I know that you did. <laughs> he and I get this stuff in. So, so uh, I would never know that if I was looking on Facebook. So. She, the power of attorney would spring in and she could act right away should something happen. Wayne loves to tease me, folks, on air and off air. Easily done. Easily done. You're such a comedian. Is the <clears throat> conservator always active immediately, or could you designate a future conservator? Another good question because of my notes. I do brilliant notes. Well, that time guy. I cheated. I looked at the notes. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, in our state planning, when we do it, we will have someone always designate, as they get older, a future conservator. If you don't appoint somebody, the local probate judge can appoint who he or she wants. Not always a good thing. So I suggest our clients designate a future conservator. So if I know down the road there's a chance I could be needing a conservator, in my case, I would designate my wife. And if she can't do it, my two boys would spring into authority and they would act should that situation occur. I'm recommending to our clients in every case you do a will or a power of attorney, something like that, also do a designation of future conservator. Because I've seen too many cases recently where the judge is appointing people who aren't appropriate. Am I farther down that list? Yeah, you're right after my kids. It's, it's my really? wife, my boys, and then you. I'm honored on that and one. You're taking over. I think what we've talked about mostly this morning, the occasional serious times, yep. has been the conservator of person. What does conservator of an estate do? The estate, the, the person manages your day-to-day affairs and medical stuff. The estate is basically managing your finances. So I'm going to do your banking. I'm going to do your checkbook managing. I'm going to make sure your stock portfolio is taken care of. All those type of things. Preserve your assets. Uh, and the same, maybe I make sure your house is taken care of. If you go to a nursing home, I've got, he's the one who's got to make sure the house is sold, those kind of things. 
You know, we've done these legal issues <coughs> with attorneys, plural, from the Pru Law Group for, I don't know, 25, 30, something like that years. We do them usually Wednesday mornings at 930. But you're taking a little different tack now in 2020 in that you're doing more details on topics with you and your other attorneys in the form of two-part programs. So this is the second part of the two-parter on conservatorships, and so later on we'll be having other two-part programs. That's a great. Yes, Wayne, we are. For example, Evelina Roskowski is going to come on and do a two-part segment on various issues in personal injury law. You know, car accidents, slip and fall, dog bite, any of those things. We're going to be talking about detail about estates. So every month is going to be a theme month for the Pru Law Group. You can go on Facebook and see our theme. You can hit our, our, our other resources, and you'll get more information for clients. Do we get you back somewhere down the road? <clears throat> You're going to have me back about four or five times this year. I'm going to do a lot of these shows myself. Talking about what? Uh, I'll probably get into some really detailed stuff on some wills, a little more detail than normally we do. Uh, I'm going to probably come in and talk about retitling assets. People do estate planning, folks, and you miss a minor thing. You don't move the assets into the trust and stuff you create, so it doesn't work. Uh, I've got one gentleman who made a $600,000 mistake because he didn't move the stuff that we told him to. So we now do those ourselves. We're going to spend an entire show about doing that. And I will bet that 90% of our listeners who have estate plans, they haven't done that. Educational stuff about the law with attorneys from the Prue Law Group. 720 Main Street, Willimantic. That's attorney Pat Prue discussing conservatorships. Pat, always good to see you, my friend. Thanks for coming in this morning. 14 WILI, Willimantic, and 95.3 FM.